You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show... Please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. I'm scrolling through. I don't see any new callers, so let's get started with Chris from Alabama. For reference, it is 6.01 p.m. when he's calling in. So the game is done, and we're just starting to get those early uh, victory phone calls. Great place to start. Alabama, we in the playoffs, 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 playoffs. Man, we in the playoffs, man. We are in the playoffs. Another 300-yard game from Jordan Love, man. Man, we in the playoffs. Youngest team in the NFL, and we in the playoffs. I don't care if we win a playoff game. We in the playoffs this year. If we got the youngest team in the league, oh, my goodness, the future. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, 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 the future. Oh, we in the, we in the playoffs. But get what? We about to mess up a bracket. We about to mess up a bracket in the playoffs, man. Let's go. We in the playoffs. He is here. And he the guy. Let's go. Pack, go, pack, go, pack, go. So one of the things you mentioned, we're going to mess up a bracket. One of the things that um, I want to talk about eventually, I think tomorrow is going to be PFF day, and I think we're going to spend a lot of time on that. I've been kind of trying to rip through it really fast because I, you know, for years it's been, we spend a whole day on it. I don't know. I don't know if people like that or if it's a little bit too much, but um, I want to kind of do a year in review thing. But anyways, there was a, it was actually Colin Coward did a kind of a, a review of the situation and he more or less kind of nailed it. I mean, it's like two to three minutes long. I might just play the whole thing and be like, I'm just going to let Colin Coward do my job today. Everything he said about the team I thought was accurate. Um, but the biggest thing was if you are the Texans and the Packers, you can lose by 40 in this upcoming game and you should be beyond happy. And I really think there's an element of truth to that. This was the goal. Yes, the goal is always to win a Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. This was, I mean, I, we have every reason to be happy. We, we made it into the playoffs on the back of a quarterback that is dominant. However, I will say this. Number one, the defense has played better. It's only been two games. I went and looked at DVOA. They did increase their DVOA 
against Minnesota was the one game. I didn't see where they ranked, but it would have been, I'm guessing, probably a top five defensive performance that week. It was like a negative 40 DVOA, which is really solid. I'm guessing the highest I remember, like off the top of my head, remember seeing is maybe 60s, 80s. I don't know. But negative 40 is very good. This week was like a negative. I should just look it up, but let's call it a between five and 15 somewhere. I can't remember. It was good. So I don't know if I necessarily trust that everything is going to be perfect from here on out. But I like what the defense is doing. You know, I mean, it's it. the defense ranked like 26th or 28th or something on the season. But over the last two weeks, again, massively small sample size, but let's just pretend something snapped in everybody's brains. Good little sit down with Jair after the, the Carolina game, and it just kind of reset everything. I don't know. If I could look, and I, I, I used to be able to sort by week, but uh, DVOA moved, and so I need to find a different way where I can kind of look at defenses over the last two weeks, which again, I know is stupid, but I still want to be able to quantify it, and I don't want to just use points, but whatever. I feel like we would be, let's just say, on the better side of the top half. Maybe top 10, I don't know. But that's nothing in comparison to when I look at the offense. Let me just pull this up real quick, now, now that we're just talking about it. I uh, tweeted this out. If I can find it here, I was I was just kind of going through, and again, this is what I want to cover tomorrow, so I don't want to go too in depth on it. But let me just doopy doop. Where is it? I've been tweeting a lot, dude. So I I went crazy after the game. I didn't even touch receipts. I came down here to do the podcast today, and um, I was like, let me just dip in and see what receipts I save because I have a whole folder of because you can bookmark folders when um or folder bookmarks or whatever when you got the premium thing. And so I got a whole thing of receipts. So I just go, I've just been tearing up Bears fans or whatever. So it's a little backlogged. So first of all, DVOA, if I remember properly, they ended overall sixth. Weighted DVOA, which is looking at the entire season, but, you know, leaning more toward later weeks as opposed to earlier week. They rank third in the NFL on offense. Since week 12, which I know seems a little... Like cherry picking, which I guess it kind of is, kind of is, but week twelve is still a relatively large sample size. Here is how these particular people rank on our offense. Jordan Love ranks number one. Bo Melton ranks sixth among wide receivers. Dontavian Wicks ranks eleventh among wide receivers. Jaden Reed ranks eighteenth among wide receivers. Aaron Jones is number one, and Tucker Craft is tenth. Musgrave wasn't even in there. I don't know where he ranks because he didn't play enough snaps to even be included. Didn't bother to look it up because I was excited enough. Number one quarterback in the NFL. I think it was I think it was passing grade I used. I'm not sure. Since week 12, we have three top 20 wide receivers, two top 15, one top 10. The number one running back in football, which Aaron Jones wasn't looking super great early on. There's no denying how good he's looked. The, you know, latter portion or since he's come back. And Tucker Craft right now, and I know it's not that big of a deal to be top 10. There's not a massive amount of tight ends, but that's still amazing. I mean, tell me this isn't the scariest offense in the NFL. Now, maybe this isn't sustainable. Maybe this isn't real. I don't know. But if this is real, this is the number one offense to be scared of right now. Now, the, the negative part is we're going up against maybe the, with the exception of Baltimore and the AFC, there's like two really scary football teams, and those are the two teams we're going to have to face out of the gate. Dallas is legit. If we beat Dallas, San Francisco might be the best team in football, and then it's whatever after that. And then we, if we win that third game against whoever, the Rams or whatever, an ascending Rams team, I hope the Rams beat the Lions. 
no offense to the Lions, congrats on getting into the playoffs and all that. But Matt Stafford coming back, winning his one and only playoff game in that stadium as a different team member would just be freaking chef's kiss. Um, and then potentially, you know, the Baltimore Ravens or something in the street. I mean, it, it's a freaking tough road. But make no mistake, I'm looking at this and I'm saying this is one of the last teams I would want to face. I mean, it's it's in the NFC, it's basically a two-man race in the second half of the season between Dak and Jordan, not even necessarily Brock Purdy. So we'll explore this a little bit. I don't want to get, you know, I mean, it's listen, Packers are like seven and a half point dogs, and that may change over time. There might be some people jumping on that because, you know, I don't know. We'll see where the, the line moves, but I'm, I'm, I'm under no illusions, right? I, I think Dallas is rightly considered the better team. That's just off the top of my head. I said that about the Bears. I didn't say they were the better team, but I was talking up the Bears until I looked into them a little bit. I'll have to look into Dallas a little bit, but I, I just I think it's respectable. I think Dak is playing by far the best of his entire career. Defense is playing scary. So we'll see. We'll see. But it, it is also nice to be able to come in with just sort of a laid back. I know we're not going to be laid up back. We're going to be stressed on Sunday, but still, the general demeanor, at least through the week, is going to be, hey, I'm just glad to be here, man. like 49ers this is your 75th attempt at trying to win the Super Bowl Dallas same thing like you guys have been in the playoffs seemingly every year you can never get the job done Lions I mean maybe they have a similar attitude I don't know it's I mean how many years has it been since you won a Super Bowl again oh yeah that's right man last call I'll make I promise but you're good first one of the day think about everything that's been done to this point I mean Congratulations to everybody. I mean, the whole team, everything. I get it. I mean, there's so many different stories, but let's be honest. Jordan Love, man. I mean, everything coming into this season and doing what he did and us now knowing and feeling good and all that stuff, like, talk about winning the Super Bowl and now we just get dessert. I mean, I I couldn't love everything how this went this year any more than I have. Congratulations, Effin Jordan Love, man. God, what a what a stud. What an absolute stud. He slayed. Gosh, that was awesome. Peace. Yeah, I mean, we can go down um, kind of silly hypotheticals like, well, Jordan is great and everybody's healthy and super elite and we win a Super Bowl or whatever. But, I mean, from a realistic standpoint, I don't I, I don't know. I don't know what what could have been too much better, really. I mean, aside from maybe the defense actually hitting its stride in year three and becoming that elite defense and we don't have to worry about it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not complaining. That's all I know. Hey, it's Washington Metro again. Hey. Sorry. Once again, not from Washington. Yeah. Um, As I'm sitting here wearing my jersey, I do remember what the uh, last thing was, which is to say Aaron Jones... You know, uh, it's, I know it's tricky. Um, you know, you don't want to pay a running back necessarily, but the difference he makes for this team, you know, I, I don't see him as, I really don't see him as the kind of guy that's going to just drop off the face of the world next season. And I, I want him in Green Bay. He seems like he wants to be here and he does so much for this team. Anyway, uh, I want to catch these interviews, so I'm going to let you go. But, you know, bring back Aaron Jones. Okay, bye. 
Yeah, and several people have have highlighted it. I, I think the the move here is to draft a running back. You know, do whatever you have to do to get to get Jones back, which I think is just to pay him the right of amount of, uh, amount of money, which isn't a massive amount. I mean, injuries do matter, and age does matter, and he was not available very much this year. And when he was available earlier, he wasn't very good. I mean, his overall production for the season is quite low. So you know, figure it out. But yeah, I would like to be able to retain him for as long as he has some tread on his tires. And in the meantime, I would like to make sure that when it is time for him to go, we have somebody. I mean, it's not just a quarterback thing. That's the thing. I think everybody's always thinking about, well, this is what the Packers do with quarterbacks. This is what the Packers do, period. Quarterback's the most important to make sure you don't have any gaps and that you got a guy and that they're trained up properly and that they're they're fully equipped and ready to go. And, and um, you know, the, the position they're definitely willing to be patient with, but they're willing to be patient with everybody. I mean, A.J. Dillon was sitting there. We were all excited for him to play in year one. They just didn't play him. Kenny Clark was the same thing. We didn't see him very much, at least until the playoffs. And Rashawn Gary, and I mean, it, it's almost the standard that they don't play rookies early on, unless you get in a situation like we are now where you just don't have any other options and you have to play them. They really like to let guys learn. And because, I mean, they're just the least panicked team ever. They're very calm, cool, and collected. Because they recognize, well, especially for a team that that drafts for ceiling, you know what I mean? We're not in this to get some moderate rookie production because we're desperate, because we don't have anybody, except again in this case. We're trying to squeeze out whatever whatever we can get. You know, I, I drafted you, you better produce. Bullcrap, they're a rookie, they don't know anything. They don't know how to play in the NFL, they don't know how to play in the scheme, they don't know how to, they don't know how to do anything. And so while there are exceptions and guys are going to get more snaps if they can prove that they can do it, they're all about just letting guys develop and not fully unleashing them until they're just ready. And part of me wonders if that has something to do with some of the success of some of the later round guys as well. This is a team that that focuses primarily on development, which should be kind of a no-brainer for a lot of reasons, but the number one being you don't draft somebody for what they're doing in college. If they peaked at 22 or 21 years old, that sucks. (laughs) Anyways, I'm off on my own tangent. But yes, I would like to retain Aaron Jones. Again, for as long as he can remain. uh, Here's here's another way of looking at it. And I know this is stupid from an administrative standpoint and probably isn't correct. But I'm going to speak as a fan for a minute. As long as he wants to play football, I'd like him to be a Packer. I mean, I, I know we always want everybody to retire a Packer. I, it would have been nice if Rodgers could have retired a Packer and Jordy could have retired a Packer and Devontae could have retired a Packer. It, w- it would be great if these things happened, but they don't. Seem- seemingly, they don't happen very much at all anymore. Um, Aaron Jones, of anybody, should be the exception. If I had my way. I mean, I guess Aaron Rodgers would also have been a major <laughs> ideal exception, but obviously the way that things were going, that wasn't going to be a thing. Aaron Jones, it would be great to be able to get that done. As long as you want to be here and as long as you're willing to be reasonable about what you're getting paid, we'd like you to be here. But, you know, again, I don't know how realistic that is. That would be my preference. Oh, my God, Ryan. This is Randy from Minnesota. I can finally breathe. Mm. What a freaking game. I can't believe this. First year, I am so darn happy. This is the best season I can remember in a long time, even through the bad stuff. I'm just happy. Go Pack Go. These guys, I don't care if they don't win another game this year. 
We have our future. We have our future. And we are looking good. Go Pack Go. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Coots. Thank you, LaFur. Ah, what a game. Anyway, everyone, let's go. See what happens. We might do, we might do something this year. All right. Bye bye. Yeah, it just it, that that really is a big sigh of relief. And I mean, just looking back over the the path, especially when we hit rock bottom like a second time, which would have been roughly around the Giants' loss, you know. And then we beat Carolina, but kind of ba- well, I guess Tampa. And then we beat Carolina, but barely. And you're looking at it, going, the odds of us getting to the playoffs are low. They just are. I mean, the way the Packers are playing, and I, I even said, you know, things change. I mean, the Vikings will change, the Bears will change, the Packers will change. You never know how this team is going to play down the stretch, game to game, whatever. But just looking at the way things are going right now, we'll probably win one of these two. I can't imagine we beat the Vikings and the Bears, and we did. You know, and that wasn't very long ago. It was a little over two weeks ago that we're sitting here just going, I don't know, I just don't think it's going to be a thing, and that sucks. And it's going to be one of these two teams that knocks us out, which really sucks. And they freaking pulled it out. From Jordan to Matt to Barry, to the offense, to the defense, kind of the special teams, I guess. I mean, they were there for the ride. They're kind of the anchor, but, you know, whatever. But, yeah, feels good. All right, let's take our first break. We'll come back and hear from uh, Pedro, the redhead from Brazil. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Ryan, hey. come on, let's go. Just finished the game here right now. The, the stream was amazing. First of all, my, my two-year-old nephew came here with my sister, so I'm not nearly as drunk as I wish. All right. Because I, I chose the, the responsible uncle, bro. But I, I, I'm ex- really excited. The, the team looks good. Um, sure, we need to get better, and we can get better, and we will get better because our team is really young. But looking at the season as a whole, um, Jordan Love went way over and beyond my expectations. The receivers as well. I think we have a good group. We just need to be healthy and see how how we can have all the, this group healthy all at once. See how Watson will, will, will take this offense to the next step. 
I still think we need to sign Aaron Jones. That's good. My favorite player all time, my favorite Packer. That's it. That's the dude. And I, I still think we need to go after another running back. But you know what? Today is celebration. And good job on the, on the streaming. That was awesome. Uh, I, I'll be a part of every streaming that you make in the in game day from now on. Just had a blast, okay? So- I'll tell you what. I don't think we're going to be missing any, like, ever again. Um, because I enjoy doing it. And since my son and my family seem to like it, I don't know why we would ever not do it unless we end up actually going to a game or something, which can still kind of stream some of that. So uh, look forward to that. Congratulations. And, yeah, for you and for for, for, for calling. So, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Go, pack, go, and the rest of sucks. Thank you for reminding me that I still haven't decided how much to pay him from the stream. He keeps asking me, and I'm like, I don't know. I got to, I don't know, whatever. We'll figure it out. But he's excited. It was a good time. I appreciate everybody showing up. And uh, yes, again, to Aaron Jones would be nice and ideal. Oh, one more thing that I forgot. That was probably the last game Justin Fields had for the Bears. So probably. Yes, that top quarterback, that king of the north, and all that bull crap that all all the Bears fans were talking every offseason for the last three years went to the drain because he never won the Packers. So, yeah, I think we still own the Bears and definitely Justin Fields, <laughs> we own him. So, yeah, that's it. Really excited. Good job on the defense today as well. So, yeah, if we're going to talk about that, I'm really worried because it was like two good games in a row and that has to be like a Joe Barry record. record. So, yeah, still hope we fire him. And really excited, really excited for the playoffs. Uh, I still don't believe in the Super Bowl run, but I don't want to be pessimist right now. Yeah. Uh, I want to be positive. So, yeah, I, I, let's give it a shot, do our best, and we already exceeded every expectation that anybody had on us for this season. And that's, yeah, let's just enjoy the rest of the run and do a good off season, good, good, good draft. And next year, baby, we're going to get it all. So that's it. Go back. Go. Well, it's funny because we talked about, you know, what if we go on a run and the defense actually performs really well? Like, would we ever keep Joe Barry? And it's like, well, no, because that's not going to happen. And also, no, because it would have to be out of this world. And, you know, it's kind of you'd have to see it to, to kind of decide that, I suppose. But we're kind of I mean, so far we're living it right. We're on a two game. I mean, kind of three, but um a two-game streak here with the defense playing well, at least. And if we go into the playoffs and beat Dallas on the back of a de- good defensive performance, you know, I-, I think at that point you start wondering, you know, um, because it's not even a question of what would I do. It's a question of, and I know he's not technically getting fired, but just for the sake of whatever, for the sake of it doesn't really matter, is this fireable? There's a question I asked earlier in the season. I mean, is is this a fireable performance? And generally the answer was no. Now things got to the point of being yes, especially when you look at the advanced metrics and realize that the defense is a lot worse than it appears. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking out there. There's a lot of firings. And with a lot of firings, I mean, from the head coach down, you're also going to see a lot of scattering of pieces. 
right? I mean, there there could even be, you know, you look at a lot of good defensive coordinators and say, well, they're not just going to make a lateral move. Well, if the if the organization's getting blown up, maybe, or just a garbage organization, you know, you look at like the Jets. I mean, why not? You want to stay there? That sounds stupid. So, um, I mean, maybe because of their defense, you would. I don't know. The point is, you're looking at some of the pieces floating around out there, and already I'm kind of looking and licking my chops a little bit, like, oh, dang, man, that that could be interesting. Wink Martindale, dude. He was like the original uh, guy that got Baltimore going several years ago. It's not them anymore. He got hired away. But Wink Martindale got that Baltimore Ravens defense revved up. And again, if you would have asked me, I'd have said, well, I mean, we're not going to just hire him because of, um, you know, it's just a, it's a lateral move as defensive coordinator. Why would he come here? He resigned from the Giants. He started with Baltimore in, in uh, 2018 through 2021. That's a heck of a run. But we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Again, we got a tough road ahead of us. So, I mean, if this ends with a two-game defensive performance, whoop-de-freaking-do, right? So... We'll see. Hey, Ryan, it's Chris from Green Bay. Hey. Hey, man, uh, just waiting to leave Lambo and nuts. Go, Pango! Hey, I appreciate how you do for your podcast. I really do. Go, Pango, and Well, thank you, and I couldn't have said it better myself about the Packers and about the Bears. I mean, what very well articulated. We're going to the playoffs, baby! <laughs> Let's go, dude! We made the freaking playoffs! Oh my god! <laughs> the youngest team ever to make the playoffs, man! Let's go, dude! Oh, and it, and of course it was against the Bears. <laughs> they did say the stat line. First of all, let's talk about Jordan Love. 27 for 32, 316, and two touchdowns. He also had two touchdowns dropped, by the way. So two of those incompletions were touchdown passes. One that should have been counted. Thank you, refs, for messing that up. And the other one that uh, Dobbs should have caught, but I get it was a very difficult catch. And then uh, I thought we couldn't run against the Bears defense. Uh, Jones, 22 carries, 111 Uh yards. Thank you very much. Uh, Jaden Reed, another 100 yard receiver for us on the last uh, game. I don't think he got the record. He needed like 138, I think. Um, but he only got 112, so that sucks. Um, DJ Moore, who was supposed to light us up, four receptions, 64 yards, go to sleep. Khalil Herbert, who's supposed to be really good, 12 carries, 28 yards, go to sleep. Justin Fields, 11 for 16 for 148 yards. Congratulations, you are a Falcon or wherever the heck he ends up going. Um, just uh, just uh, euphoric, man. This is fantastic. Youngest team in the NFL. Looks like we're probably going to go to uh, Dallas. That's the team I didn't want to see too much just because um, I-, I would rather have played Detroit. I think if we can get pressure on Detroit, we can make Goff lose his mind and, and give us the game. But, you know, it doesn't even matter at this point. Like, even if we lose, I don't care. We made the playoffs. Youngest team ever to do so. Oh, it feels good. I'm sure you have a million calls, um, and I can't wait for laughing at the enemy. All these Bears fans that were talking the whole time. Now, now, what are they going to say? Oh, congrats on your Super Bowl! Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, that's all I got. Thank you. We're in the playoffs. Let's go, baby. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned Justin Fields. It's just, it's just crazy to think about how fun this offseason is going to be. I mean, we're still going. 
right? We're, we're not playing for another, you know, weekish or so. We are like two months away from the new league year starting, which is when trades begin. Or, you know, I mean, unofficial trades begin before this. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like two months. That's not very long. And we're going to be hearing rumors this whole time about where is Justin going? We're going to be hearing about Aaron Rodgers, which maybe you're going to hate it or not. I'm not. You know, is he coming back? What are his plans? Speculations. You know, it's so much fake stuff, which I love combing through the fake stuff. So much drama. Obviously, we're going to be looking at the draft for the Packers. You're going to be looking at free agents for the Packers. All the different rumors. We're going to be talking about coordinators and coaches, possibly, and who could be coming over, and just all the fun, exciting crap that's going to be going on. But yeah, it is crazy to think, you know, that there's... And look, the, the Bears are in a, in a good position. Number one pick, they're going to trade Justin for... I mean, the, the talk that I've heard is like a second-round pick, which in and of itself is kind of funny, but we'll see which GM will be making those picks. If it's the same GM, I don't know why I would be worried about it. But yeah, we got a lot of fun things coming up. Kyle from Madison, what's going on? Ryan, Kyle from Madison, what's up, man? What's up, Holy buddy? crap, we are going to the freaking playoffs, dude. Woohoo, <laughs> baby. I mean, that just was never a dull moment in that thing, was it? <laughs> I just thought I'd give you the update since my, my Apple Watch thought I was exercising from the start of the game, so just... I'm sure everybody's really curious about my final measurements. I just thought I would share them with everybody. Uh, indoor walk, uh, we had, let's see, 2.3 miles over two hours and 15 minutes. We had 612 calories with an average heart rate of 116 BPM. So, and don't worry, I made sure to, to immediately eliminate any caloric reduction benefit by eating about a plate full of semi state cooking so we nice. all zero on that one what a game dude i i was checking out your stream i i don't know like you were way more chill than me maybe maybe uh you had strength for the sake of your son there i don't know <laughs> but i was like laying on the floor uh you know the, and the final verdict on how things need to be arranged just in case you're wondering so we need to have the shareholder scarf folded in on the chair. Um, one of the chairs reclined. And then apparently me with my Packers shirt okay. um, on the floor watching the TV sideways. Yep. So guess that'll be our viewing position going forward. All right, good. Dude. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. Like, they, that, that was just like the football god would not let that thing be a blowout, you know? And, and just there was a couple moments there where it could have gone either way. It really felt... Kind of tenuous, but I mean, Love played a great game. I thought, yeah, you know, he had the fumble, but that was kind of one of those where the guy's helmet just perfectly hit the ball. I mean, most guys are probably going to cough it up there. It's kind of a freak thing, but damn, dude, that guy played great. Jones, man. Holy crap, did Jones play great? And I thought the defense looked really good. So, yeah, whatever. We don't have to talk about what. Obviously, we don't want Joe Barry here next year, but um, that was pretty damn good performance all around. So, Ooh, I'm going to celebrate. We'll see who we play. Don't matter. We in, baby. We in. Woo! <laughs> Love y'all. Peace. Yeah, I'm excited to dig into this Dallas thing and really determine how likely or unlikely things are. I, I don't know a ton about Dallas. I know Dak has been playing well. Um, I've heard good things about C.D. Lamb, but I don't know. I, mean, I, I heard a lot of good things about the Bears, too, and I looked at it and I was like, eh. Might be a little overrated there. 
but they're obviously winning football games. The only time they lost a football game to a bad team, I guess, was week three against Arizona. Since then, they lost to the 49ers. They got blown out, but still, that's the 49ers. The Eagles back, I'm assuming, when they were good. And then they lost back-to-back games, Buffalo and Miami. Um, They did almost lose to Detroit and then blew out Washington. So uh, that's the other thing. They do tend to blow out teams. I mean, they they just 33-13 against the Eagles, 41-35 Seattle, 45-10 Washington, 33-10 Carolina, 49-17 Giants. Freaking ridiculous. Then they lost to the Eagles, and then the Rams was 43-20. I mean, they just dominate the living crap out of everybody they have. In terms of total points, number one offense, number five defense. So that's a that's a tough one. But why don't we go ahead and take our final break? We will come back and hear from uh, another one from Kyle from Madison. I should have just played that one, but that's all right. We'll come back and hear from Kyle. We'll be right back. Hey, Kyle from Madison again. I was just going to say, man, you should probably learn Carl Brooks's name and not just you know, dude and the other one or whatever you call him because, man, that guy had to. Well, I, I know his name. It's just I, I get the numbers, 94 and 96. I can't remember which one is Brooks and which one is Wooden. Man, that guy had big plays today, big plays. Yeah, he was I used to I used to compete in jiu-jitsu. He was the highest graded um, on the defense. And, man, that move he had um, <laughs> where he swatted the guy's hands away and just shot the middle gap. Yeah. That was, Ooh, that nice. was like straight off the training mat, bro. Yeah. So Carl Brooks, yet another huge rookie coming through, man. Holy crap, he had some huge, huge freaking sack. What do you have? Two sacks, and a, I think he knocked a pass. A huge game. So anyway, watching the Niners drive here. I don't know. I don't know who I would. I don't know who I'd rather play. I guess. Um, guess if Laporta's out, maybe you're liking the Lions a little bit more. I don't know, man. At this point, it don't matter. But anyway. Peace out. Yeah, Brooks had, um, what is it? So the difference between Brooks and Wooden, I mean, the the grades are higher for Brooks than Wooden, but I think it's a little bit more similar. Um, Actually, Brooks has been, I would say, from game to game worse, uh, but he's had like three or four really good games. Wooden has been more consistent without, he hasn't had as many lows, but he's also not had those elite games. He's had a lot more like 70 overall games, though. But... They've also been playing Brooks quite a bit more. Um, You've got uh, 256 snaps for Wooden, 380 for Carl Brooks. So the sixth-round pick, Carl Brooks, out of Bowling Green, um, has been getting more usage. But um, I wouldn't discount Colby Wooden. I actually think, again, his grade is lower. I think Wooden has been slightly better. The stats are almost identical. 11 pressures on 115 attempts for Colby Wooden. 25 pressures, 255 attempts for Carl Brooks. Um, But, you know, unless Carl Brooks can continue to have these elite games, which, again, he's had basically four of them and everything else has been mostly bad, um, Colby Wooden has been much more consistent. The only reason he's got a 58 grade is because he has three really bad games, a 36 against Atlanta, a 29 against Pittsburgh, and a 26 against Tampa. But aside from that, it's it's like 70, 60, 70, 60, 60, 70, 80, 60, 50, 60, 70, 60, 70, 70. So he's been pretty solid, pretty consistent. Definitely a better run defender than Carl Brooks. Um, I shouldn't say definitely, but he is a better run defender than Carl Brooks. But um, and actually, the pass rush grade hasn't isn't really that much higher. 
Uh, so I don't know exactly where if it's tackling or what. But anyways, I'm just saying, uh, I know Brooks is the one that went off, and he's had a couple. I mean, it was just two weeks ago he he did it before also. So I understand the sort of mentality of, like, Carl Brooks is, is a beast and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's I mean, this kind of thing happens a lot, too, where guys will go absolutely insane, whether it's for a game or two games or three games, and then they disappear, but you don't really think about them disappearing. You know, it's just you don't think about them at all except when they're dominant. So then you just have it in your head that they're just dominant all the time. I'm not trying to disparage Carl Brooks. I think I'm I'm very excited about him. Packers obviously are too. Again, the amount of usage he gets as our sixth round pick is is encouraging. And uh, I'm excited for him and Wooden and their growth. But just a little bit of context behind um, where he's at. Extremely raw. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of a Devontae Wyatt, to be honest. I don't mean in terms of like how he plays or anything like that. But I know Wyatt last year was kind of like that, where it just it was mostly bad, but the good was just through the roof. And it's like, man, if he can just be more consistent, this guy can be a weapon. And I feel like that's where Brooks is. So again, I don't have the confidence in the six-round pick Brooks that I do in Devontae Wyatt. But um, it's, 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 it's exciting. I mean, everybody's just... Everybody's so freaking awesome, man. I, I I really like Brooks. I really like Wooden. I like the entire draft class. I like last year's draft class. I love our GM and our quarterback and our coach. I just I just love everybody, man. I'm I'm just I love everybody. And college football game is on the uh, the championship, which I didn't even think about watching. And then I started watching. It. I got super hyped. Never really been excited for a college football game before, but I just started really getting into it. You get to watch some of these prospects. They got a couple two different wide receivers to watch. You got Blake Corum to watch. And we don't have to care about the quarterback. So that's nice. And one other thing. Suck it, Kyle Brandt. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Brandt actually came out with a... Um, he did one of those things where it's like, I want to dislike you, but I just can't. Um, he came out with the whole mea culpa thing that was well beyond just a very simple, like, well, I guess, you know, Jordan Love is good and, and blah, blah, and just kind of moving, powering through that. I mean, he he went so far as to say, I need to reevaluate. You know, I, I came out and said, this is a terrible pick. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe I need to reach out to Brian Gutekunst and ask him what he's doing because I need to reevaluate my whole way of thinking about things. I mean, it was, it was as deep and as contrition-filled, contritious, I don't know what the thing would be, but it, it just, I mean, it's just, it's delicious is what it is. It's, and you know, and that's the thing. I, I do give him some credit for that because you know he's been getting lit up. He has been getting lit. I mean, Packer fans are just on a freaking rampage right now. And it's getting to the point where I borderline feel bad about it. And then I say I'm going to stop doing it. And then I keep doing it because I just can't. Because I just remember how vicious these freaking people were and how obnoxious everybody was talking trash about Jordan, talking trash about our coach, talking trash about our GM, talking trash about everybody. And I get pissed off and I start going at him again. But there is nothing more delicious. That's the thing. Like, it. We officially win when you break and say, I was wrong, you were right, do the whole uh, Happy Gilmore thing. You're very attractive. I'm not good looking. <laughs> but at the same time, for me anyways, it kind of ends there. I mean, you can pile on and keep stomping his throat if you want, but it's like, all right, say, same as, uh, what's his name? All right now, as long as you're willing to admit that. So, And that'll only last until he comes back around with another take. You know, the, the, the Bears are going to, Trade fields are going to get some compensation. They're going to draft a bunch of people. They're going to draft a quarterback, and I'm sure. And look, he is a Bears fan, so I get it. But he's going to come back, and he's going to say the Bears are going to run the North, and da 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 da. And guess what? We restart the clock. No double jeopardy, but this is a new crime here that you're committing. Just so you know. But 
I do look forward to playing that delicious take again tomorrow. I'm guessing is mostly going to be just PFF day. But after that, I want to just smash as much time as I I mean, we got to move on to Dallas quick, but um, we got to do some laughing at the enemy and we have to get some of these takes in there because it's too good to not do that. Uh, all right, we got a bunch of Jersey Mike here. Hey, Ryan, this is Jersey Mike. So uh, I think it's official now. We are playing the Cowboys uh-huh. in the wild card round. And you know what? I think that's exactly, exactly what I want. I think that our way to the Super Bowl is through Dallas and through San Francisco. Well, yeah. And you know what? Unfortunately, I think if we can beat Dallas, we can beat San Francisco. Well, I'll say this. I mean, look, the, the odds are massively stacked against us, which is fine. I mean, anything can happen, but there is nothing that can put a stamp on this team more than that. I mean, just beating Dallas is massive, but you beat San Francisco. Think about it. Not only are you beating maybe the best, not maybe, the best team in football in their own house, in the playoffs, prime time game, right? Not only those things, but you have to hearken back to the inability of the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers to beat that team. And I'm not trying to blame Aaron Rodgers specifically, but the fact of the matter is we knew every year that team, that that uh, group was not going to beat them. They just couldn't do it. And, um, you know, you, you kind of just resign yourself to the fact that there's certain things that you can do and you will do, like you're not going to lose to the Rams and you're going to beat Seattle and all that, but you're not going to beat the 49ers. And for Jordan to be able to come in, and to be able to say, hey, we got we got new leadership here. This is a new organization. This is a new deal, and we're doing it a different way. Um, that would be massive beyond even what the national media recognizes because we would recognize it. We would see that as there's no way. Not this team at home, no. Dallas, I could see that only because there's just a weird thing there. Rodgers would probably win this game, you know, and... and it's just the reality. You know, Rodgers just dominated Dallas in Dallas. It's just what he did. But the 49ers, I don't know about that. So, again, I'm, I'm not sharing in the optimism at this point, but I appreciated your optimism in the game before, and I certainly appreciate it now, and I'm excited to uh, see how far we can go and, and what we can do. But, man, that would be a heck of a statement. Um, I mean, do, doing anything with this ridiculously tough stretch that we have would be a heck of a statement. Um, honestly, at this point, anything other than being blown out by Dallas and then being called frauds would be uh, would be a heck of a win. But we'll see how it goes. I don't know why. This is so odd. But I don't know why, for some reason, I believe in this team in a way that I never really believed in previous Packers teams. Yeah, I, I just keep waiting for them to let me down in these big moments. You know, versus Chicago tonight, and, and they they did it. Like, yeah. There were some hairy moments, but at the end of the day, I'm happy with what they did. Joe Barry made some bad calls. He made some really good ones too. And you know what? I finally I finally found our defense playing some heavy man coverage, and look what we were able to do. You know, Christian Watson isn't out there. Romeo Dubs goes out, and and they're still able to do. Yeah what they're able to do. We didn't have A.J. Dillon. We didn't even use Emmanuel Wilson. We didn't use Patrick Taylor. I don't even know if he's on the team anymore. Right? And what did, what did Jordan Love do? Jordan Love went out there, and when we needed it to happen, he made it happen. And when Jordan Love made a, a, a mistake, the defense showed up. And when it wasn't Jordan Love, it was Aaron Jones. And when it wasn't Romeo Dubs, it was Bo Melton. 
And when it wasn't Luke Musgrave, it was Tucker Kraft. And it was Jaden Reed. And it was everybody on this team coming together. The special teams looked a little hairy there. But at the end of the day, it did not matter. I don't know what is going on with this team, but it, it makes me just think, we can do this. We can do this. Watching the, the Commanders versus the Cowboys game, we can do this. Watching the Rams versus 49ers game, or sorry, I, yeah, I think that's what it was. We can do this. And yeah, I know there was a lot of backup sin, but I'm just telling you, teams that rest their starters, I don't know. They just don't yeah. do great. I, I, I just, it's a thing. The Philadelphia Eagles, man, the Giants just beat the crud out of them. Right. They beat them a heck of a lot worse than the Giants beat us. But you know what? Maybe it's just the MetLife curse. Has nothing to do with Jersey Mike. <laughs> anyway, on to Dallas. I might actually be there. I'm going to see how out, out, out ridiculous costs are, but I might try to be there. Anyway, go pack, go. I'll uh, I'll see if I can make it with you. There goes Roma Dunes. Hey, eh? I've been waiting for that. What a play, man! That was nice. Got some serious yards after the catch on that one. Um, I had three thoughts. We'll see how memory how many I can get to. But um, number one was you know. Again, similar to maybe what you're picking up on partly is what I've been talking about. I mean, we've witnessed arguably, I mean, undoubtedly over the past, what what would that be? 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, let's just call it five, six, seven weeks. I don't know. This has been a top five offense. It just has been. Even with some of the downs, and I keep hearing PFF talk about inconsistency, and it's kind of annoying me. I want to try to talk about that too, because yes, it is up and down, but compared to who? Who 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 is more consistent than Jordan Love? I'm not trying to say he's the most consistent, but show me a guy that's just like 80s every week. That guy doesn't exist. Maybe Aaron Rodgers in one of his two elite years, like 2020 or something, and and, and then it's like he only had like two-ish, two lowish grades or whatever. I don't know, but it's it's not a thing that anybody does all the time. Jordan's dips were down into like the mid-60s. Who gives a crap? And that's by their own metrics. Uh, so again, may- maybe that's just where the confidence is coming from. And I think pairing with that is, I, I had made the the point and the, uh, oh, Paul Farrington show. I didn't think I'd be able to remember that. The the Viking show that we've we've mentioned several times. And I've, it's funny, now I've seen so many Packer fans send me their show. That That show is blowing up specifically because of Packer fans. It's so funny. All their content is Packers content. They're a Viking show. Or at least it's it's a, I guess, NFL show that's done by Vikings fans or something. I don't know. But the point I made was that there becomes a point when you just start to feel comfortable or when you're sold. And for everybody else, for everybody, it's different. And the, the point that they had made on, on the Paul Farrington show was he had mentioned there was a time when Jordan Love dropped back to pass and you expected him to do something wrong. And then there was a moment when he dropped back to pass and he expected him to 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 find somebody and throw it to him and, and to do the right thing. And I think that's, we're all kind of in different spots in terms of actually believing what we're seeing, because it is hard to believe. I mean, it's hard to believe hundred percent that this elite play by Jordan Love is, is going to happen. You know, just, this is who he is, but then especially the wide receivers and the tight ends and how young everybody is and the mistakes. And it's like, you're just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop to be like, ah, see, they weren't that good. They're okay, but they're not that good. And I guess what we learned is, as far as Jersey Mike is concerned, he's all in, man. <laughs> I dig it. Hey, it's Jersey Mike. So, I did it. I'm going to Dallas. Nice. We're going to Dallas, baby. Nice. I'm going to meet you there. Let's go. Let's go. That's awesome, I'm dude. so excited. Hell yeah. Go back, though. 
Well, yeah, dude, I'll I'll uh, I'll see you there. How much did those tickets cost? Looks like the cheapest seats are actually one hundred and three dollars, which is really cheap. How is that possible? What do you stick you on the roof? Stick you on that big stupid looking TV? Dude, these tickets are kind of cheap, man. Maybe I'm just used to expensive Packer tickets. And there's a lot of seats available. Bro, Packer fans, we got cheap seats. I mean, I, I guess they, they do get pretty expensive when you get down there. It's a big stadium, but you should fill that thing up with some green and gold, man. How much are plane tickets down to Dallas? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not rich, but I got 100 bucks for a ticket. Frontier, 98 bucks. That is surprising. Who? there's a layover in Orlando, Florida, bro? Go spend three hours in Orlando, then go to Dallas? Dang. But I dream. Happy for you, Jersey Mike, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'll tell you what, if you want, we can. Uh, I can send you that link when we do the live stream. You can tune in, show us the game, show us around, tailgating, whatever you want to do. Just let me know, and uh, I'll, I'll get a link set over to you. Be cool to be able to see the stadium, see the stands, see the field during the game and all that stuff. But um, I don't want to take attention away from from your time out there and uh, enjoying it and whatnot, because I know that can be kind of annoying trying to entertain while you're trying to watch a game. But commercial break or something, you know. Uh, all right, Jersey Mike again. By the way, Jersey Mike again. Y'all can suck my butt <laughs> when it comes to every uh, excuse that y'all make saying, oh, it's the Jersey Mike curse. <laughs> look, look, here's the deal. Nobody expected us to go to the playoffs and be in contention this year. Nobody. So if we go and win, that's awesome. That's amazing. This is a good Dallas Cowboys team. We got to understand that we got to. Res- All right. So, so just to be clear, and by the way, I'm happy for you. That sounds really exciting. But just to be very clear. You screwed us against the Giants, right? I mean, let's just get that out of the way. And now you're trying to lay the groundwork for after after already. So Jersey Mike calls in and he's like, hey, I think we're going to do it. I have confidence and I have faith. Then he buys a ticket. And he's like, listen, nobody expects us to win this game. Okay, so if we lose, it's not my fault. It's a very good Dallas Cowboys team. They're so good. If we get blown out, it's not me. It's not my fault. Don't you know what you you're doing this to yourself? I hope you have fun. I hope you have a good time. But if we lose this game, we're all going to blame you. That's just the rules. All right. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. The universe does. We all just have to abide by them. There is no judging my curse if okay. we walk in and win. Right, well, we'll but see. let me tell you, we'll I'm going to do everything in my power to will us to a win. Right. There's no doubt about it. This team can do it. We can do it. We- Find a church down there, you know, w- just hop in there real quick with all your stuff on. And uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to help. I'm trying to break the curse. I'm ready for it. But I'm just saying. You can go toe to toe. Jordan Love can handle the pressure. These receivers can run all over these Cowboys. I believe in it. Jordan Love. You learned this week, don't put that ball on the ground. We learned it. We got the message. I don't expect that to happen. You know, I don't expect it to happen again. So I'm going to be in Dallas. I'm going to be in standing room. And you know what? We're going to go and give it an all. And if we walk out with the win, hell yeah. Then you know what? If we walk out with an L, you know what? What? That's more than we could have ever hoped for. This is a great team going forwards. With Joe Barry gone next year, hopefully. 
see big things in the future. So from here on out, we can't be upset if we lose. We can't. We have gotten more than we have asked for. Yeah, yeah I predicted we were going to be like 11-5 and five or something like that at the beginning of the season. We came close. Two games off. You know what? That's more than good enough. I am so happy with this team. I am so excited with the trajectory we have going forwards. And then nothing but the sky is up. And that's what I care about. So I'm going to see you in Dallas, baby. Let's get a W. Go Pack Go. I am genuinely jacked for you, as much as I like giving you crap. I'm 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 excited through you. If you couldn't can't tell, I was literally on here looking at ticket prices and flight information live on the podcast. Cause I was like, dude, that sounds dope. Never been to a playoff game, never been to Dallas Stadium. Like I I would love to be able to do that. What a throw by JJ. But no, I mean and, and honestly, the uh the other thing is we don't have to feel that bad about a loss because we don't even have to believe that it was real. Like, oh, you got you got beat because you're frauds. No, we got beat because Jersey Mike was there. Like, <laughs> the heck are you talking about, stupid? And you'll know, too, because if we get blown out, that's 100% Jersey Mike. There's no way we're getting blown out unless there's some kind of wizardry going on. So, anyways, man, again, excited for you. Sounds like a good time. But I'm going to leave you with that for now. You guys have a good rest of your day. This Michigan running back that is not Blake Corum is destroying Washington right now. Crazy. You guys have a good night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. 